and welcome to Movie Fog. If you know the name of the movie you'd like to see, press 1. Using your touchstone keypad, please enter the first three letters of the movie title now. You've selected Agent Zero. If that's correct, press 1. What? Uh, you've selected Brown-Eyed Girl. If this is correct, press 1. Why don't you just tell me the name of the movie you selected? Hello, and welcome to the Pillow Talk Podcast. Brought to you by Local Flavor Productions. You can find us across social media at Pillow Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Nick, Jeremy, and Bill. When you say all right, it makes me feel all right. Hey! Hey! Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Pillow Talk Podcast, where the introverts stare at their shoes and the extroverts stare at your shoes. Hey, you stole that from Bob and Tom. Yes, I did, from Tim Bedore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Works for me. Welcome yep. to our movie preview. Welcome. Part one. Part one. Thank you, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, our movie recap. Yeah. Because this yeah, episode's little, coming we're out. We're a little late. We are. This episode's coming out in February, and by the time this episode comes out, uh, January will have already passed. We only missed out on one... We're we're only late by one twelfth. Yes, but I feel like for us, it's pretty good. That's really good for us. We... Yeah. A little peek behind the curtain, we're really on top of things. (laughs) Yes, not not so much. Uh, So I only had one movie, essentially, that was of any interest to us that came out in January. Uh, Jeremy, Say do you it. want to tell us a little bit about Say 1917? <laughs> well, 1917 was actually supposed to be okay, a this December. Is only, uh, it's, this is you. You have less than two hours. First, well, start start off and tell us I when it took place. That. Yeah, forget it then, right? So no, okay. it's um, I, I don't often get to flex the the nerdy military history chops, but I was looking forward to this one. It was originally supposed to be released in uh, December and they kept pushing it back and pushing it back. And finally they, they ended up releasing it. And I, I talked my wife into going to see it. Um, cause she's, uh, you know, got background in, in teaching history. And that was a huge mistake because by the end of this movie, like my wife was literally sobbing as she walked out of the theater and I couldn't talk for about a half an hour because it was just this huge, emotional gut punch and i've read you know most of the reviews that i've read of it have been really positive i did read one from some a-hole in the new york times who apparently didn't like it and he's just an a-hole because everything he said was wrong um but it's um i'll just put it this way i'm a a big fan of world war one and it's not a very popular war in the public psyche i mean usually it's world war two or the civil war that's that's what gets the most press well yeah world war one with its trench warfare is not exciting yeah. Well, but and that's the interesting thing is they, they really found a way to make it that way. And I've been waiting for a really long time to see a, a well done film about the First World War. And then, I mean, this one takes the cake. It's because it really is um, what you would call like the, the 
the area of academic history, they, they call it new military history because it's it moves away from stories about generals and big events and things like that into the stories of the actual soldiers that are happening. And that's really what this entire thing is. It follows these two guys for the entire movie. And the whole thing really is done in one shot. I mean, the camera never really leaves these two guys throughout the entire movie. And it's, it's impressive the way that it was done. And there are, there are a couple of things that I think that you can find that are flaws, but it is one of the most emotionally powerful movies that I've ever seen. And I have, you know, you hear a lot, if you read anything about the first world war, you hear things about no man's land and, and all this barren area where you have all this artillery and barbed wire and everything else. I've never actually seen it rendered in such a way, even in documentaries that made me believe that this actually, there's no other way that this could have been, this had to have been what it was like. Um, but it was incredible. It was well-written and it's really, you know, these two main actors ever, almost everyone else is a cameo and they're big cameos. Max, uh, Mark Strong has a cameo. Um, Bumble snatch has a cameo in it, but no, nobody else is in it for longer than five or six minutes. And it is, I mean, like I said, it, it's it's an incredible movie. The the production value was unbelievable. Um, really well written, really emotionally powerful. I would recommend anybody to go see it. Um, you know, be be prepared to to be influenced by it quite a bit. But it was everything that I wanted it to be. Now, what year did it take place in? <laughs> uh, twenty twenty one. It actually took place in 1874. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's weird. Well, <laughs> and what I'd love to find out is that there's a little thing that it, it didn't, I didn't catch it until afterwards when I, I thought about it and when I was driving home and they never explained the significance of it because you don't even, other than the names of villages, you don't really know that it's not, it doesn't happen as part of a major battle that anybody would know. It really is just kind of putting yourself in the day to day life of these soldiers. Uh-huh. But the date that it happens is April 6th. 1917 and whether I'd love to know from Sam Mendes, whether this was a coincidence or not, but that's actually the day that the U S entered the war. Oh, but it's never mentioned, never referenced, never talked about in any way. So I I wonder what his motivation was to use that particular date. But yeah, it was, it was amazing. Hello talk listeners, go see it. It's worth your time. If it doesn't get best picture, I'm boycotting the Oscars forever. And there you go. Interesting. Now, now, Nick, I uh, this is not a movie preview, but I did finally see The Joker. Oh, you did? I did. What did you think uh, of that? I thought it was an amazing movie. It was an amazing movie. Um, and it was, and I don't know what, uh, I assume it's up for an Oscar, but. I would hope so. It was, it was an unreal movie. It was, it was crazy. The the part in the, I don't think this is spoilers anymore. The part in there, there's a part where that whole movie just flips. Yep. To where, like, when you see, like, oh no, this couch. is. All. Yeah. When yeah. he goes into that girl's, when he goes in that girl's apartment. Yeah. And it. Oh. Oh. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've never heard a, a theater audibly like. Oh. <laughs> I did it. In that my was house. what happened was... to it. Yeah, I was watching it. And it's like, oh, oh no. <laughs> well, because and again, uh, Jeremy, you haven't seen it, have you? No, not yet. Oh darn okay. it. Okay. Well, without spoilery, I mean, Nick, you you get it that 
I mean, like he's in the middle, right? It's this is where like the character starts, and you feel like he's getting better mm-hmm. through relationships that he's having with other people and and positive things that he's doing. And unfortunately, at at some point, you find that things are actually far worse. Yeah, yeah. I need you. <laughs> so, I, wait, I, I, oh, not only is he not getting better, it's actually it's, it's actually it's, worse. It's actually, way worse than we thought. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jeremy. I yeah, I need you to see it. It's and then oh. we'll talk about it once you yeah. see it. We'll talk. Yeah, about once you it. talk that about is, it, we'll, we'll, it's yeah. it's on my list. I just haven't. Um, I haven't had a chance to to grab it. And yeah, we've been. It's been kind of crazy around here. And yeah. usually by the time all the kids are in bed and I could watch said movie, I would not make it probably past the opening credits without falling asleep. So <laughs> I understand yeah. completely. I uh, I I finally watched it a couple weeks ago, and yeah, it was it was good. So anyway, okay, moving on. Okay. February. Speaking of Joker, Nick, yes. I know this will be high on your list. Oh, Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. <laughs> rate, rate your interest on a scale of negative 50 to 3. You, you know, <laughs> it's just not going to be a good movie. Jeremy, are you aware of what this Birds of Prey is? I am. There was a, uh, believe it or not, there was a trailer for it in front of 1917, which was the first oh, time I'd heard of it. And I got to the end of the trailer just kind of wondering, like, well, because here's the thing. At first, when I saw the trailer, for about the first maybe 30 seconds or so, or so I thought it was actually a trailer for the rebooted Suicide Squad. Nah. At first. And then it, yeah. I was like, wait a minute, none of these other characters are in here, so this can't be what it is. And then it got to the end and said, okay, I didn't even know this was a thing. This, this to me, just screams of, of DC realizing, hey, people kind of liked Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, so oh, we need a cash cow somewhere, so let's just start, let, let's focus on her and start cranking out movies. She and Deadshot were the only two good things of that movie. Yep. It's, and um, she's good in that role. Like, she really is. It's. I think that this will lead into the rebooted Suicide Squad. This movie will start. I would assume that that's their plan, yeah. Um, but I have no desire to see it. Black Mask is an interesting character if they do it right. Um, so, I don't know. I think that it's going to be a lot of... I, don't know, I think they just rushed into an all-girl movie to be like, "Hey, we've got an all-girl movie." Well, again, that pandering was, uh, to the loud, annoying screeching of this. Well, but but wasn't that what, um, Bill? What you were talking about with the scene towards the end in Endgame, where the kind of yeah. like forced girl power moment, yep. whereas in Captain Marvel they actually hit that idea of like empowering female characters and they did it really well, but then sure, in the end game, in they that... just kind of shoved it all together. And I wonder whether that's the same type of approach. Well, I think in, in, um, in infinity war or not infinity war, whatever. Yeah, no, it was Infin- no, whatever it was. I don't know. Whatever the hell that movie Endgame. was. End game. That's the one. I, they filmed that before they did, um, Captain Marvel, right? Infinity War was done before Captain Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Well, they filmed Endgame before they filmed Captain Marvel, too. So they shoehorned that crap in there, but then they had enough time in Captain Marvel to be be like, okay, let's shoehorned. I think they shoehorned it in after they saw how successful Captain Marvel was. 
Yeah. So they filmed Endgame. Oh, and then they. I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, they filmed Infinity War and Endgame concurrently, and then filmed Captain Marvel. And I think once they saw how popular Captain Marvel was, they shoehorned in that girl power Spice Girls scene. Sure. Mm-hmm. Because if they would have saw how popular Captain Marvel was before filming that movie, she would have had a larger part. Sure. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Birds of Prey is going to suck. Yep. Also agreed. Uh, Nick, did you know that Michael Pena has a, a horror version of Fantasy Island coming out? Awesome. So <laughs> does he play I, Tattoo? Is that what the, that know. is? Is it so? At first, I thought they just used the same title, but is it some weird? No, I take believe it's on... a horror. Ver- like you go to this island and you don't come home, kind of thing. Oh, like Island of Doctor Monroe. Moreau, but yeah, whatever. It's all the same. Nobody it's remembers that enough. movie. <laughs> Fal Kilmer does. So who is? Who's Hervé Villachez? And who is Ricardo Montalban? Eric Estrada is Michael Peña. No, Peña is not Ricardo Montalban. He should be tattooed. They should CGI his face onto a midget. (laughs) And he should talk really fast like he does in Ant-Man. So... Did I, I'm going to run the risk of going off on a tangent. I can't remember the name of this, and it's not a, again. Where this isn't a preview of anything. But did any of you guys see? I haven't seen the movie, but I saw some information about it. That there was a, a a low like an indie movie that was made that was called something about like my my dinner with Hervé, where it was about this like journalist who met with Hervé Villachez right before he died, and Peter Dinklage pay, plays Hervé Villachez. Hmm. Interesting, and it's it, it's really I gotta let me look it up and see if I can remember what it, or get the exact name of it. But here's I heard your, it was really your, really good. Here's your premise, Nick: the enigmatic Mr. Rourke, Michael Pena, makes the secret it, dreams of his lucky guests come true at a luxurious but remote tropical resort. But when the fantasies turn into nightmares, the guests have to solve the island's mystery in order to escape with their lives. Are you sure this isn't like when they used to do, when they did the Blair Witch Project uh, reboot or the, the Blair Witch Project thing where they called it The Woods? Are you sure this isn't like the Jeffrey Epstein movie in there? Now here, here's how you know this movie is going to be good. Michael Rooker's in it. Again, are you sure this isn't the Jeffrey Epstein uh, movie? Nope. Uh, an well, he island. Didn't kill himself. An oh, he, the, the director so, confirmed that the film will not feature the character tattoo. Lame. Why not? They couldn't uh-huh. find a Mexican midget. Apparently What's the guy from not. Willow doing? Who Willow? The little midget in Willow. That's. Oh, apparently Michael Rooks a. I can't or, remember. Uh, I can't Michael remember Payne is a bad guy. Is he's crafting terrifying torture scenarios? So it's like Saw. But Fantasy Island? Yeah. And I can't wait until they make Love Boat on the Titanic. <laughs> I think they, they did. What, seriously, why can't I think of that guy's name? What's, the, what's his name? What guy? Whose name? The tiny guy. Tattoo? No. No, from Willow? Yeah. Warwick Davis. Warwick Thank Davis, you. yeah. Thank you. It was on the tip of my tongue, but I couldn't think of it. I was thinking, he's not well, exactly hurt for work, so... Well, no, but you're telling me they couldn't find a midget to be tattoo? Well, like I said, Peter Dinklage has played Hervé Villachez. Yeah? 
So, so by the way, I, I looked this up. This this movie that I was referencing was an HBO movie, and it also stars Andy Garcia as Ricardo Montalban. Huh. Oh. I don't hate that. Come on. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Actually, that's pretty good casting. Anyway, uh, Fantasy Island. Uh, anyway. No, uh, Nick, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I like that they redid they, the character, except they that the, the company went bankrupt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they listened at least. I want to see this no, so I'm bad. I'm not going to go see it, but oh no, I want to see it. Oh, I'll, I'll, see, yeah. I'll see it I'll, in person. I'll give, you, I'll give you the update when when it comes out because my uh, my middle son was devastated because he found out about this and it was originally supposed to be released on his birthday, uh-huh. and we had plans to go see it on his birthday, and I had to explain to him. Well, it was there's sucked. this weird thing with CGI it. and they gave Sonic human teeth and it scared everybody. And he's like, he's staring at me like, what? I'm like, you know what? Forget about it. Um, they had to fix some stuff and it's coming out later. So we'll go see it. So I, yeah. I guarantee you, I will be seeing that in the theater with him because he's been looking forward to it for like three months. I Perfect. can't wait. <laughs> I actually think it doesn't look terrible. Uh, I don't think it looks. I, I think now that they fixed the CGI, I, I hope that people go out and support it because Jim they Carrey did listen. Is the villain, fantastic. You know what I mean? They we we complained about it. They listened. They fixed it. I hope people go support it. Sure. I'm I'm just gonna throw in one little boycott about it is that they really should have gotten Jaleel White to do Sonic's voice. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if they could dust off Peter Cullen to do Optimus Prime in 48 Transformers movies, then why can't Urkel reprise his role as Sonic the Hedgehog? You're not, yeah, you're not he really, totally could. He's not doing anything. It's Urkel. Yeah, last, he's got time. Last thing I, I saw him in was an episode of the Jim Carrey casting either. Oh, I like Jim Carrey. I think it'll Jim work. Jim Carrey's Dr. Robotnik, I'm okay with that. Best, best, best role since The Mask. Maybe. Or worse, no. since the cable guy. It's one or the other. <laughs> it will be one or the other. Me, myself, and Irene. Um, right. Uh, Nick, did you see the preview for this one? Uh, the remake of The Invisible Man? <laughs> I totally did. It's going it to looks... be terrible. You think so? They redid The Mummy, and it was bad. They're going to screw know, but... this up, too. No, I see. I have to disagree. I think it's, so. Jeremy, what they've done is they've redone the Invisible Man as like a like a gaslighting movie. It, it's it yeah. looks it, like they could have potentially done it well. I don't think I don't so. I, think I saw the again, preview. It thought it looks good. It, you're taking something that is a seminal piece of science fiction, right, by H.G. Wells, and you're turning it into a horror movie. I saw the yeah. preview for that, and that I just I don't understand this fixation that Hollywood has. Why does every bloody thing have to be a horror movie now? Like, why is that a thing? I he's just gonna he's gonna hate the movies we talk about in April. Ooh, that's fine. I mean, it's and and it, to each his own. You know, it's not my thing, but I get it. Like, I like a lot of other really weird eclectic stuff that other people don't like, but I just don't. I don't know why you have to take an existing story that is good and somehow try to shoehorn it into a genre. See, and I guess I gave them credit for trying to do something different with it instead of just remaking what it's already been. 
to try yeah. to remake it into something different. I just think they're going to I just think they're going to fail. I would like it to be good. Well, Tom Cruise isn't in it at least. Well, sure. But if we judge everything by that scale, but I just I don't think I don't know. I just, yeah, it, I, I, mean, I don't have faith in reboots anymore. No, the the graphics and the 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 envisioning of the invisible man like I, the special effects look like they were really good. And it might be worth seeing just for that, see how they, they bring the visuals to life. But story-wise, it's just it, it's just another, for me, it's a, eh, eh, whatever. I get it. I get it. Um, in March, Pixar's Onward comes out. And I normally wouldn't call out a Pixar movie, but this one, it's about elves. And it stars it, Star-Lord and Spider-Man. It sure does. Oh, <clears throat> yeah. Forgot about that. Thought it looked good. Yeah, it looks it, it looks like it'll be a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, April. Mm-hmm. Speaking of movies, Jeremy's going to hate the New Mutants. Oh, I can't wait for that movie. <laughs> it looks so cool. I can't believe it's finally coming forever. out. I can't believe that either. I am real. That I would. I I am super excited. Yeah. See, that's just that's an area of the comic canon that I'm just not familiar with so I'm ambivalent to it I don't have a strong feeling either way I like the mutants I'm very interested in how they make this a horror movie I, I'm very I am very interested um, but like New Mutants as a comic like I never read New, I didn't read New no, Mutants no I just I, I think that the concept of this and you know you've got mutants trap you know in her house or whatever. Yeah, it's basically they're in uh, the the one of those places like uh, in Deadpool, Deadpool. Uh, yeah. Uh, two or no? De- yeah, no Deadpool two. Yeah, where um you know where they're basically fixing the mutants. Um, so here's hoping we the get like a Deadpool cameo. Yeah, here's here's hoping we get like a Deadpool cameo or something. And that would be cool. I don't know that you'll get that though. I don't think so either. But we can. Hope. Well. Well, if you want to complain about my my issues with horror films, Marvel had a shot to get me into horror with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, but now Scott Derrickson got unceremoniously booted off that project. Yeah, he sure did. Because apparently Marvel, like, needs to grow a set and be like, hey, we can actually try this out. I I firmly believe that movie was going to be the beginning of one of my favorite things in the entire world, Marvel Zombies. Oh, how cool would that have been? I firmly believe that one of those multiverses was going to be Marvel Zombies. That would have been pretty cool. Yeah. But I don't think it'll be that anymore. Um, Does not appear. Marvel Zombies is my favorite thing that they've ever done in comics. Well, just be terrified if they bring in Ron Howard to finish off Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, I'd be into that. We get an Arrested Development type talk over. Last time on, <laughs> last time on Doctor Strange. Yeah, I. The little Asian guy keeps walking around going on young. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed by the news about Doctor Strange, but it'll it'll all work out. We'll see how it goes. I really hope they do Marvel Zombies. That would be so cool. All right. All right, can we, can we move on to the, the most important movie that's being released in April? 
some indie movie? No. Uh, is it a cartoon? No. Or are you talking about the fact, Jeremy, that neither you nor I have time to die? I don't have time to die. So, so, do you have time to die? I have no time to die. I have there's no, no time to die either. Nick, do you no have time. time to die? There's no, there's not enough time to die. No, no that's there's not no, the movie. No there's time no time to die. No. I know, but I had to be different. Yes, yes, yes. New Bond. Ha ha. Oh, yes. Bond 25, finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one of the other trailers that was before 1917. So it was Ooh, the first time I got to see one of the, Oh, it was good. It was good. Was that so the one good. with the, when he's doing the, the circle with the car shooting people? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. But it's nice. It, it was cool to see it on the big screen. Oh, and yeah. Not just my, TV, on my tiny so. little phone. Yeah. It's this, this is it's a big deal. This is this is Daniel Craig's last hurrah. And and that's the thing is, like, unlike most of the other bonds where like, let's say Pierce Brosnan, for example, you have the four movies, you have Goldeneye, which is this amazing movie. But then you get something like Die Another Day, which, yeah, it just goes downhill. They just kind of went down from there. For any of the others, I mean, even some, even for fans of the Connery movies, there's there's Connery movies that are kitschy and not, not as good as some of the other ones. There's not, there's not a poor Daniel Craig movie. I mean, you can gripe about Quantum of Solace if you want, but it, it, it's still not a bad film. No, I think um, I thought Casino Royale was okay. I was oh, dis- I love Casino Royale. My, my issues though were I was disappointed by Blonde Bond. Um, and I did not like the fact that they had like essentially Jason Bourne the character. That bothered me. Yeah, but it's it's very similar to Craig's version is very is much more similar to the actual way it was written by Ian Fleming. Um like in terms of some of the grittiness of it. Yeah, I might have to agree to disagree though, because he, I mean, he was not a physical guy in the books. Now that's well, that's okay. That's true. And I think that yeah. was my complaint was that, you know, <clears throat> in my opinion, George Lazenby is the best bond because he's probably in my mind closely resembles bond from the books. Yeah. I'll give you that. Um, and and just, I, I don't know, just, but I, I would say that Daniel Craig to me anyway, has been the most consistently good Bond across his movie arc. Sure. And yeah. it's there, there's a part of me that's kind of sad that that's coming to an end, and you know, we'll see who's going to take over the reins. And I was My not money's a, on Jackie Chan. I, oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I, I, I liked Casino Royale. I wasn't a huge fan of Quantum of Solace. But I will say that Daniel Craig has grown on me immensely as Bond. Um, and I like him, <clears throat> you know, um, I wasn't a fan at first, but he is, he's won me over. I still think that the scene, uh, that, that opening scene in Mexico city in the last one, it's probably the best bond opening they've ever had. It's up there. That steady cam say... shot through Mexico city during, uh, during Dia de los Muertas. Yeah. Would you say that you formed a bond with him through these movies? I wouldn't go that far now. Okay. All right. But I'm I'm also well, sad anyways. that this is his last one, uh, and I'm firmly back on board the Tom Hiddleston as Bond train. See, I I have two finalists. They could give it to Tom Hiddleston, or they could give it to Idris Elba, and I would be fine with either one of those. Uh, I got a uh, Tom Hiddleston. Okay. Tom Hiddleston's perfect for uh for reasons that will come to well. We'll get to, we'll get to September next month. There's a movie well, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you're aware is coming out in September that I want to talk to you about. 
Okay. So, did, but I, on the Tom Hiddleston spy thing, did did you guys? I think I gave you this recommendation a while ago. Did you ever watch the six part AMC miniseries with him oh. and uh, Manager in the City? Lori, the Night Manager. The Night Manager. No, it's streaming no. somewhere too, but I never watched it. So if you, it's on. It, at least it was on Amazon Prime when I watched it. But if you want. If you want confirmation that your choice of Tom Hiddleston as Bond is the right one, watch that. Because yeah. that will validate that choice top to bottom. What's a good choice? No, it is a good choice. The man can play any role. Yeah, he can. Yeah. Play even Tank William Sr., for God's even, sake. Even Noob Master 69. Yeah. Yes, even Noob Master 69. He's, he's, he's back again. Yeah, I thought, I, just, I thought you guys would like that meme when I found it. <laughs> I really like it. I think that uh, I think Tom Hiddleston would make a great choice for the next Bond. Uh, Idris Elba is true. good actor, um, but Ad, admit it, admit it. Idris Elba's turn as Roland Deschain really turned you off. <sighs> um. I'm just I'm trying to think of the right way to phrase this so that I don't come across as angry white man. Those too black for you? No, it's just <laughs> there's Roland is not an African American. It's an African American name. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't I don't know. My my problem with that with the Dark Tower was not casting; it was writing. Oh, the writing was a huge problem in the Dark Tower. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought I, I thought he did okay as Roland. I mean, I was against it. I thought he did okay. Mm-hmm. Idris Arba is kind of a Dark Tower, if you think so. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Here I was trying to be good. I got nothing to lose anymore. All right then. <laughs> Moving on to the remainder of April. May. That's We're going on to May. Oh, May. We're going to May. Okay. Uh, the first May. Marvel movie of the year comes out in May. It's Black Widow. Speaking of things that are black. <laughs> Not a now, single one it, in this it, movie. Okay. <laughs> if, if I may, if I may, if I may. Yeah. <clears throat> to quote you must, a very you must. wise man. To quote, to quote a very wise man. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> this is no joke. Like, even with, I'll compare this. So, with Ant Man and Guardians of the Galaxy, when those two films came out, I thought that Marvel had overshot, that those were going to be busts because there was not going to be any interest in them. Sure. Turns out I was wrong. I have. Because they were good movies. Precisely. They were. They were. And I, I, I saw them both in the theater, enjoyed them a lot. I have no desire to see this film at all. Well, actually, no. Let me take that back. The only desire I have to see this film is David Harbour. Which I have, we find out Hopper is alive and in in Russia. And in Russia, yeah. That, but but the rest of it, I, I I got no. She's dead. I I got no desire to see this. Like you know, the, the see, one thing I, I I wouldn't even if she wasn't dead because she's never been that compelling of a character to me. I'm, I'm interested. The one thing I saw where it was it was purely speculation. So I I don't know if this ends up being true or not, but the speculation was. You know, this is obviously um, backstory, right? Right. But, it, you know, the thought was that it may not be just all old backstory, that this could potentially take take the story up 
through um, essentially through Natasha falling down and getting the soul stone that it you mean could like, actually like also address some of the after effects of that. So kind of taking that this could okay. potentially take the story up through Endgame and even push it a little further beyond in that respect. It has me sort of interested. Um, so you think like the movie starts out like her falling down the cliff and then like the record scrape and then like, no. Hey, how'd I get here? <laughs> right. No, I don't think it happens like that. Um, oh, okay, good. <laughs> I think it happens like, a long time ago. Like the opening it, to the first Deadpool movie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, <laughs> um no, but no, I think I mean, it, it potentially could take us essentially up to the present. Here's, here's what I think. I think that, we know very little about this movie. We know it's, you know, her backstory or whatever. We know, you know, the taskmasters in it, that sort of thing. The interesting part to me is how this is going to tie in. Well, like this is essentially the start of the next, the next series, right? I mean, yeah, the next, it's the first the next part phase. of phase four. Yeah. So how is this going to start the next phase to me is, is the most interesting draw to it because yeah, like you said, Jeremy, you, you have a character who's dead. Like, what's the point of giving her backstory? I mean, she's dead. We could just be done and gone with it. But well, and I hope, I, I hope to Kevin Feige's credit that he's on his A-game, because if they don't find a way to use this as that springboard, then this is truly just a throwaway sop movie. That's true. Like, that's it. Yeah. If yeah. you don't use this movie in some way, shape, or form to set up Phase 4 and what happens after the Infinity Saga... This movie is literally just a thank you to Scarlett Johansson. Here, we're going to give you this movie on your own, and that's that. Yeah, but it's got to tie in. I mean, that's that's Marvel. It's got to tie in to some way, shape, or form what they're going to do. I and hope so. And, and does it tie in her people to Phase 4? Maybe. And if that's what it does, mm-hmm. and if it doesn't end, you know, five years ago or ten years ago, and it actually ends with, her people dealing with the fallout of losing her, then, then it does kind of kick off yeah. phase four. I guess yeah, you're right. Yeah. I guess we will see. Uh, June, the first movie that comes out in June, uh, Wonder Woman 1984. I'm in. I didn't see the first Wonder Woman. You know, I actually just saw the first one a couple weeks ago. It's it's good because it's also a World War One movie. <laughs> 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 it was probably my favorite DC movie that I've seen. Oh, oh, hands lot, down. Now, hands down. Not counting the Chris Nolan Spider or Batman stuff, but that's not saying a lot. No, but like for the no, DCEU stuff, that yeah. it, it, oh, yeah. there's no question that that's not only is it the only watchable one, but the, that Wonder Woman film that's a good movie. It, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. It wasn't a lot. great, but I thought it was good. So here's my problem, though. If you've seen that now, yeah, Wonder Woman 1984. What, uh, yeah, what, what, uh, what's going on with Chris Pine? Yeah, that's a real good question, isn't it? Trying to figure that out. Can't figure it out. Uh, I don't think there's a way you can figure it out. It's, it's comic book one right? Because he died in the first world war and now apparently 70 years later, he hasn't, he's not dead and hasn't aged. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a continuity issue that they're going to have to address fairly early in the movie. Yeah. I imagine they will. Yeah, they'll have to. Sure. The Flash brings them did back. You, did you also know that uh, on, on May 22nd is the scheduled release date of Fast and Furious 
25 or whatever the hell they're on now. With John Cena. I think I'm going to miss that one, unfortunately. Oh, I'm going to I'm gonna watch it. John Cena is a bad guy. I mean, is John is John Cena playing a firefighter that now races cars or whatever the hell it is he's doing now? <laughs> no, that firefighter movie looks fantastic. I still haven't seen it, but I imagine he's some sort of a robot. Well, Nick, you would you would be very proud of my kids, the wrestling paragon that you are. Um I don't know how my kids figured out who John Cena is because we don't like I don't they never watch wrestling here, but apparently they are convinced that John Cena can probably hit a golf ball farther than anyone in the world. Probably. Probably. Man's got some skills. And I tried to explain to them, I'm like, well, he might be strong, but actually the guy who can hit the golf ball farther than anybody in the world at the time was a fat, mulleted, chain-smoking, beer-swilling guy named John Daly, but, you know, whatever. Oh, I thought you were going to say Happy Gilmore. Oh, good old John Daly. Drunk by the second hole, John Daly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I miss John Daly. I miss that I, I I want to know how many movies they're going to do for this Fast and Furious nonsense. I think that they make them making them. I think that they make it up at least until the next one so they can do Fast and the Furious 10, Fast 10 year seatbelts. Oh. I, I swear to God, that actually <laughs> seems like a legitimate possibility. Does, doesn't it? Yeah. <sighs> Somebody somewhere in that production company has thought of that and has been like, oh my God, this is the greatest pitch ever. It's we on need- the internet. It's fantastic. Oh. It's I was like, terrible. yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. Fast it's 10 year seatbelts. Yeah. And it's a and it's as uh, a tribute to Paul Walker. <laughs> no, he's been gone for like three or four of them because he didn't pass ten his seatbelt. Uh. Well, and, and, and speaking <laughs> speaking of you know Fast and Furious, you know it, that that brings us to one of the main movies that we need to talk about for June because you know Fast and Furious is all about cars. And you know these guys are they're 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 living living life on the edge. They they might even be said to be driving on the highway to the danger zone. Danger oh. zone. And that takes us to the June release of Top Gun Maverick. Yes, it does. Seen the trailers? To be hard. Not gonna pass. lie, I'll be there. I won't uh, be there. I I gotta be. I'm with you, Jeremy. I I'll be there. It has the potential to be every bit of the steaming garbage we're afraid it is yep but i don't know seems the, interesting do you think they'll give you oxygen mask i will i will go see yeah. it for no other reason than the the navy played a huge part in like your life they basically gave the production company the keys to the kingdom for this so like all of these scenes with the, the the fighters and everything else and the carrier scenes, everything is all done with the U.S. Navy. And I'm like, okay, I'll go see it just for that. That's how it worked with the first one, too. I know. Yeah. Didn't didn't they also give the keys to the village people for that song, In the Navy? In the Navy. Navy. No. We can sail the seven seas. In... I feel like that should be your second song for the Pillow Talk podcast. On the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Let's we can talk it. about movies on the podcast. I'll write yeah, that see, down. It writes itself. It does write yeah. itself. Write that shit down. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, like we should be 
Oh, we should have been recording this. Then we could have got it. Oh, wait. <laughs> we were. It's okay. Yeah, Top Gun Maverick. Uh, I'll, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I loved in the trailers the scene the where trailers. I... Because if for no better reason than you're going to have Tom Cruise's Pete Mitchell getting bitched out by a crusty old admiral played by Ed Harris. Yep. Yeah. Because if there's anybody on the planet who can play a crusty old admiral, it's Ed Harris. Ed Harris. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. Before we go to July, I feel like we should pause. Yep. We're halfway through the year. Let the nice people wait a week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we'll pick up then. I think that's a good plan. Uh, we've got plus, another one in the can. Plus, I need we to gotta refresh my We've got to give the people what drink. they want, just not necessarily when they want it. Yeah, I mean, it's been three months since we released the last one, so they could they could wait another week. Sure. So, okay. Uh, tell everybody goodbye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, everybody. Okay. Bye. But what of the things that we've shared? What of all the, the sweet words that you spoke in private? Oh, uh, well... <laughs> Well, that's just what we call Pillow Talk, baby. This has been the Pillow Talk Podcast, brought to you by Local Flavor Productions. You can find more information at PillowPodcast.com. The theme song to Pillow Talk is Carrie Says All Right by The Hard Lessons. You can find more information about them at TheHardLessons.BandCamp.com. Tell your friends about Pillow Talk. We will be glad to get more subscribers. And thank you again for listening to Pillow Talk. Pillow Talk!